Welcome back. Uh, what what a what a deal, John! Just crushing it. What who who had the comment about sharing of information? Uh, William Shelby. He 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 basically was asking um, how that works. Is that technically cheating by sharing information? Nope. He said. I feel sorry for the guy who doesn't have buddies. He's just out working hard to learn the patterns. Yet here comes another guy who was told by his buddy how to catch him, who didn't put yeah. in the work. How does that work? What's your opinion on that? I, it's very interesting, and and I get that perspective. But information can be as hurtful as it can be helpful, right? Just like we talked about a little bit. Like it, like here's the deal. Um, the Puma just came on. And talked about Puma. the uh, his mental attitude and sh- mental attitude about tournament strategy and sharing of information. He says even guys that are sharing information they keep that little that best little kept secret in their pocket. You know, everybody keeps that little tidbit that's going to help you get over. You know, help you understand what they're doing in their pocket. They don't share that that little bitty thing. And that what that does is it, it creates a lot of times you're going down the wrong road. So he doesn't share information. Uh, and a lot of people don't like to share information. I would agree. You know, it's hard to find somebody like John and his boy sat down and they had an agreement that they were going to be honest with each other. It's not going to work if we're not honest. And it's 100 percent true. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think a lot of guys. Once you get to the level of the opens and you're you're doing well, or the elites or MLF, man, a lot of these guys don't want the information from some other, you know, anger. Yeah. Like you're just saying, like for me, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I like to do what I like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I like my train of thought. I don't like being sidetracked by somebody telling me one thing or another. It just takes away from me. It just takes away from the day. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. I I agree, and I I've been fishing long enough now where I can listen to fish and talk. Like for a long time, I didn't want nothing to do with it mm-hmm. because I it, it creeps into your head when you're not catching them and you're out there trying. Yep. And there's these these information from this guy or that creeps into your head and then you can lead you down the wrong path or, you know, so yeah. I would try hard to avoid all information. Uh, but now I've, I've been I, I try I try to be wise enough to listen and, you know, talk to people and just blow it off. Yep. Just like. Right. All right, he's talking about frog fishing and it's 40 degree water temperatures. Yeah. You know, I, I ain't doing that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, okay, great. Good luck in your frog fishing event. You know, uh, you, you, that's an obvious one, but I, I'm, I, I try to be able to just listen through all the, the, the doc talk to find something usable, yeah. you know, yeah, that might help. And or, it changes every day. It does. It changes every day. Constantly and, changing. And it's <laughs> it's great that, that you, he's able to find some people to work with. And yeah, we know the Johnston brothers. Right. I mean, they're they're sharing waypoints, man. They're sharing everything. I think that that's the, the biggest thing with, you know, if you're going to work with people, you, you can't work with 15 different people. You can't work uh, with, like, take information from everybody. It, it's got to be tight. And, like, you know, it seems like the way that they were doing it in college worked because they were on a team aspect. So, like they knew what each other's strengths and weaknesses were and all that. And they could, you know, bounce everything off of each other because ultimately they wanted the whole team to do well. But in a scenario where you're not fishing in that team format, where like everybody's kind of competing for the same thing, I think it's really crucial to like, if you have somebody that you trust and you know, your strengths are the same, that's where you can build that, 
that mutual trust because like if you have two two guys that are that are really good topwater fishermen or two guys that are good grass fishermen or whatever and you just give them that little piece of information it doesn't have to be huge but it's just like white popping frog something like that or 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 you know um uh green pumpkin swim jig it's like that can be just enough to kind of get you going down the road of like you don't need to know the areas you don't need to know the exact pattern you just get that little piece and then the, the eyes open up for you the rest of the way so you kind of create your own pattern yeah. from there yeah. so yep that's my that's my two cents on it is i, I think the smaller tighter knit is is better than you you can't just take it from everybody because that'll send you down a crazy road we got you sean lay said pete is a puma he will attack on a whim it's <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> i'm vicious he's you a white line you got <laughs> you got to watch out for me pete, pete puma that's pete a puma. that's another one uh yeah i i feel that I, and here's what i've been victimized by is my information like i might talk to somebody and like i might give you a piece of information like uh they're on the milfoil grasses keep it simple and and that's very important to me right right and i gave it to you but it's not valuable to you so you'll trade my information to somebody else Ooh, that's, right that's dirty yeah to for to get a piece of information so it's like my information to you is nowhere near as valuable to you as it is to me mm. and it gets and it gets traded that's away right yeah i don't like that it's it's I know it happens. You, you know it happens, yeah. and uh, it's part of it's part of the whole scenario. But I'm like you guys. I I try to keep, uh, you know. I just I rather I try to go out and find my own patterns. I try to establish it that way. Yeah. You can't help but get in those casual conversations with people. But true, his policy is best. What are we doing? Um, are we sharing information? Are we not sharing information? And That's try it. to get everybody on the same. Find out it works for you, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. But this guy, we're going to try to get to share some information. <laughs> He's the uh, – because we all want to know how he did it. The He won big time. He's been so close to Lake Foundation. won prizes. He's finished in the top so a lot of times. And he got the big W, him and his brother. Got the Bass Cat in the Yamaha. <laughs> Great friend of ours, our buddy Keith Cowan. How you doing, champ? Yeah, what's happening, guys? How we doing? Yo, yo, yo. Hear me okay? <laughs> We're doing pretty good. If you, it, it doesn't look like you stopped smiling. <laughs> ah, it's just how we try to make it through each day, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. That's a, gr that's a great win, man. Uh, had, did you tow the boat home? Did you uh, did you drink some cocktails in it? What did you guys do to celebrate? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we definitely celebrated a little bit there. And uh, unfortunately, yeah. I had to wake up and do it all again the next day. So it was, uh, it was, an, early, it was, it was an early night. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That SFT tournament. Have did you have it? Did you? Uh, how'd you do in that tournament? Did the success continue? That was. Uh, we had a Bass Nation on Sunday morning. New Jersey Bass Nation. I finished uh, sixth with just under eighteen. Whoa! Different day though, for sure. Like whole different day. It seemed like I was on a whole different lake, but that's how the bay goes. Yeah. It, well, you're. You know, we fish, you know, uh, around you a lot. I've seen you do, have a lot of success. You really seem to shine. In, in, and tell me if I'm wrong, but this post-spawn, like, mm -hmm. summertime deal, that's Keith Cowan time. Yeah, the worst time to be out there is when I seem to do the best. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't seem to figure them out when they're when they're betting. And 
pre-spawn and all that. I, I like the dog days of summer for whatever reason. Well, you tell take us through this. Uh, I heard a little bit on stage. And uh, for those of you that don't know, the, the Ike Foundation, uh, you know, Ike has a, a tournament every year to uh, – to benefit the the organization which puts rods and reels into the hands of kids that would never get a chance to uh, opportunities for kids to fish that would never get a chance to. Uh, so that's what this whole tournament's about. Uh, it's been a pro-am before it's been on the Delaware river. It's moved to the Chesapeake now. And I, man, if you get a chance to participate, you gotta, you gotta do it. It's so much fun. Um, and you know, it's, it's every year it's going to occur somewhere. It's been in Maryland the last few years. And, uh, you know, we have people coming from all over, all Jocelyn. Over. What's the furthest away somebody came to fish uh, this tournament this, this year? This year, I want to say California. There was someone from California. California? So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did they trailer? I don't know. I honestly <laughs> don't know much about them. Um, but Scott Van Leer, he always fishes our event. He couldn't fish it this year, but he mm. also travels pretty far, too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we get them from all over. And it's great. It's great to see everyone. Well, it's great. And if, if you didn't make it. Uh, and you can't make it, go to ikefoundation.org and you can donate and uh, we'll put those dollars right to use and, and uh, you know, spreading this awesome sport. I was lucky. I had a, my dad took me when I was four years old and it changed my life. Uh, how about you, Keith? How did you get started fishing? Same thing. Me and my dad used to uh, carp fish. Carp yes. fish and get up early and make the cornmeal and sit on the <laughs> banks and you know, I'd be tangling or lying, getting yelled at, doing something. But uh, <laughs> once I what once I uh, got past that the the carp stage, and I was able to move around and started figuring out the bass thing. It was a uh, bike and a backpack, and uh, hit the hit the road for the day. Keith, are you are you from Gloucester? Uh, I'm I'm actually from I'm from uh, Fairview, Camden, New Jersey, and now I live in Mount Ephraim. Okay, I've been at Mount Ephraim for 30 years, 30 something years now. There's definitely something in the water up there. That's three people now because Centaur's up there, Schrader's was up there, and now you're up there that have won this tournament. No kidding. Yeah. It's, um, I think the fishing is so bad that, um, <laughs> if you have the bug and like, you know, you used to get excited about coming home from Newton Creek, catching three fish, and, uh, that's right. Right. I think that's just, part of it you know it's so stingy and it's so you know it's just hard i mean it's, it's hard work so once you know it's that much more rewarding and you get you go to a body whatever there's actually fish or you're uh i feel like you have the advantage because you've had to work so hard i think that's a big deal and you, you hear guys talk about that a lot uh that are successful because they have to fish a lot of different types of bodies of water and uh and, and fishing through stingy conditions, you know, it's, uh, it mm -hmm. definitely, it makes you a better attitude, uh, angler, but yeah. you have to have that attitude and you always seem to have it, man. I have never seen you like mad or pissed off or <laughs> you just don't <laughs> see me. You must not see me that much. <laughs> Is that, am I missing that? Did well, I, 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 I miss some old, tantrums? I've gotten old and grumpy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nah, because because the the wheels go burn out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Pete, it's just it's changed so much from uh from from our day. You know what I mean? Greg knows. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's, say, it's such a change. I mean, there was so much. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was fear. 
I mean, especially out on that, that shallow flats. I mean, we used to trolling motor out there because in fear of hitting something with our, with our, with our outboards, you know, Yeah. now it's it's gung ho, you know what I mean? There's not a, yeah, there's, it's gung ho and there's no etiquette. All that's out the window nowadays. Um, you know, going back to what Pete said, you know, when I, when I was fishing down there a lot, Keith, like you said, post spawn this time of year, what is it? What's making you so dominant? Are you just taking your time? Like, what is it you do? that sets you apart this time of year. I mean, I'm just so stubborn. I sit out there and wait for the fish to come. I suck all pre-spawn and spawn. And, and then, um, you know, that's what I want that, you know, I, I like want post-spawn. I want them to hurry up and get done on the hard stuff and, and get out there. Th- this year was a little different because the, the grass came up so early that I think we had such a big spawn out there. I'm, I'm expecting a successful spawn too, because the grass was so vast Agreed. that I feel like they could just hide. Like they weren't all sitting in the ditch spawning on top of each other with anglers picking them off. I feel like they, uh, you know, they covered that 20 mile flat and spawned all over it. It was kind of a needle in a haystack type thing. I don't think they piled on each other as much as they did this year. So, you know, this time of year, uh, you don't have to give baits up, but are you dragging more than most guys? Because everybody goes out there and burns a chatterbait, burns a spinnerbait, or throws topwater. Like, what, what's you know? Give us a little bit about this. I'm, I'm a pa- I'm a power fisherman. I mean, if you see me with the worm in my hand, I'm I'm losing. You're <laughs> losing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if I'm doing what everyone else is doing, I'm. I, I usually don't have that much success. I mean, I can hang, but you know, I mean, I'll 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 turn that handle till I fall asleep. You know, <laughs> so so one thing that, you know, that I picked up on and, you know, for everybody watching before there was bash you with Riz before all that stuff, I was fortunate enough, Keith, to spend a lot of time in the back of your boat <laughs> out on the flat, out on the grass. And, you know, I one, I'm, I'm thankful for that. And, and also y- you have a really good practice strategy. And um, we actually talked a little bit about it earlier this year of. You're 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 not afraid to get bit out there the day before tournaments. Like I remember a lot of times being out there with you where you would find your program and it would maybe be in the last hour of a Friday night and you would leave those fish biting and you'd come back to them first thing in the morning. And it always seemed like that 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 program always worked for you. So, like, how do you when you when you're out on the flat, you're out on the grass like are you just burning it down, covering water, or are you kind of running through like high percentage areas? Like what, what is the, the, the secret with that? You, you know, I mean, active fish for sure. I mean, you find them, you find where they're, where they're moving or where they're setting up or where they're, you know, um, reviving themselves. I think a lot of these fish that I'm catching right now are post spawn. you know, they're not up in a foot of water, you know, they're, they're kind of hanging off they're kind of hanging on off they're on turns they're on edges they're on sand spots mm-hmm. you know they're not they're not sitting where where they were spawning anymore that's that's how i feel anyway but I, i'm i'm you know like i said active fish i mean i can't tell you how many times i've caught them on a friday night and it's, it's tough as nails and you know start there saturday morning and um there they are you know i like to be by myself too i mean i don't Right. I right. strive you're, to, I strive to, I, I, I strive to lead. I don't, I don't, I don't like to follow. You're, you're really good at finding fish that are catchable the way that you want to catch them, you know? And, and, and like you said, that's, that's power fishing. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, 
it's a nice thing to do to be able to find biting fish the night before night before a tournament. And like, that's a practice strategy in and of itself is, is finding fish that are there yeah. in your comfort. When zone, everybody else is off the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, that, yeah. that helps you hide out a little bit too, Pete, you know? Yeah. 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 We, I had a unicorn. I think it was last year. I actually, uh, got, was close enough that, that we could talk during a tournament, uh, I think it was last year at the Ike Foundation tournament. I, I bumped into you out on the water, uh, okay. which was unusual because I never see you. you're you're like you said you're you're always off far away doing something else. I I mean I I try to be. It doesn't always happen, but yeah. I, and, and you know what? I mean, um, the last couple of years, my kids are so busy, and uh, you know I'm busy, and I am not fishing nearly as much as as I was. But I'm still s- somehow getting successful i've i got lucky won a won a few last year you know obviously won this one this year and that's fishing a lot of it's fishing history you know um i mean i think we won that tournament this week on waypoint 071 from like 2008 that's cool ah, that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah and well, uh, we have some subscriber questions howie range wants to know what was your key pattern during the ike pro-am well, we had no practice, and I was on the Potomac for for a week. Um, so I, I mean, I, I was dialed. I was definitely dialed into fishing grass hard for a, for a week straight, trying to get that uh, Northeast Regional dialed in with the boys. So, but I showed up. Congratulations! With no out. Yeah, congratulations! <laughs> he got the win. They yeah, won the cool. won was... the nation divisional on the Potomac River. They didn't win it. They blew it away. Is that right? Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. I mean, that was a thirty-seven shellac. pounds or something. They went by. They won it by. Thirty-three pounds. We thirty-three. That's well, impressive. It was. Uh, it was proud, especially you know. Like I said, we've been to a lot of them, and uh, you know, couple couple uh, attaboy third place trophies but uh it, it, it was good to get it it was good to do it in maryland where you know a lot of us put our work in and um yeah that was special for sure awesome well congratulations on that and and, and i know uh um you know gdp said earlier that you, you don't have to give up like spots or baits and that's a lie you do you're on <laughs> you're on bass university so let's let's jump in the house so so i, I want to jump back to that to that uh subscribers yep. question and um you know, we we a, a few weeks ago we had a Chester County Open. I got four hours of practice. Me, Taylor, Taylor Stewart, and Zach went out, and I mean it was it was slim pickings. And um, you know, I just had the, the flat has evolved so much that I literally just had you know you you know I had to move with it. And next thing you know, I had a line with a new with 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 a new uh, four or five waypoints on a line where we had got bit on a bend and. Um, you know, caught a couple of fish in practice, went out in the Chester County the next day and, and had the bites to win it. I mean, we, you know, Zach dropped one that, you know, a super heavy one that uh, really, really would have. But but knowing that I, all right, I got fish here that, that are winners, you know, whether it was evolving, getting better, getting worse, I had no clue. Mm. So I, I came down off pad on that. Nobody, nobody within a mile of me. And, um, you know, it just wasn't right. You know, the water was kind of high. And I, I, you know, it was clear. I hadn't seen it clear. So it was the first time I could see the bottom. And, and, and I just knew that it wasn't right. You know, we were boat 106 or 103 or something. The sun was already up, but it wasn't, you know, it was still low light conditions. And I just, you know, I told Nate, put, put the, put the jackets on. We idled up and just drove straight, straight up. And I wanted to get shallow. And I knew that 
if we can get some frog bites that they're they're difference makers this time of the year and um you know got got up inside of some other boats you know further up than everybody was and uh, everything looked perfect i mean it looked great the further up i went the the more bait i saw then i saw bluegills and i was like oh mm. yeah it's all wow. you you find bluegills on on that flat mm. and i and they were spawning so i had blue blue i had a bluegill spawn going on and uh started frogging around i caught a short pretty quick i said okay and then um old nasty nate got a got a, got a slurp about 150 yards away of course <laughs> and he's using a borrowed rod and reel and it just seemed like forever for that fish to make it to the net um but you know got us started with a, ho- a solid four and a half pounder this is great you know let's do it 10 minutes later he gets another one 200 yards away <laughs> bigger you know he's you know as far as he can cast the frog and uh he hooked a it was like five seven, I think it was. It was it was our difference maker for sure, and um, yeah, jumped the whole way back, got in the net, frog falls out. You know, just kind of how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, not to be. It's so a- you know, we're fired up, man. Now we got two for well, two for ten. You know, we're ready to go. Talk about talk about the frogs you were using. Were you popping uh, style or regular my, frog? So I, I was using a, a regular white popping frog that I had on from the Potomac, and you know, Nate, I who you never know with him. You just never know. I, I didn't even look to see what the hell he was doing. So he he catches the second fish and he goes, he says, uh, Guggen, Guggen frog. I'm laughing. <laughs> oh, boy. Because I've been making fun. I've been fun. He went out and bought a bunch of stuff for our Champlain trip, and it was all Guggen stuff. So I was just kind of picking on him because I'm an old guy, you know? <laughs> so he catches the fish. He's like, Guggen frog. And we're, we're laughing. And um, it turned out a, a, a little while later, it, it was a boy ducket frog. It wasn't a popping frog. It was a big, big, giant walking frog with a rattle in it. Uh, white belly, green back. Nothing nothing I've ever even seen before. So, what? You know, I don't think it would have mattered. You could have threw your shoe out there. Yeah. You know, and uh, glad he brought it that day, though. He, he, he yeah, yeah, no, he, he got them two in the boat. And then, um, you know, I swung around and then it was my turn. I caught one, probably four and a four and a scotch on the frog. So, you know, we start out with three for 14 yeah. and it's, you know, an hour into the tournament tide starts uh, slacking off. You know what I mean? I'm starting to see some of the uh, activity dwindle. And, um, you know, I, I knew that there was some fish out on that, out on that edge. I had found a couple of weeks before, at least I, I had hoped that they were. And, um, you know, we, we did what I thought we could do up, up in the front. The tide was, really starting to fall out and i was i was kicking up some mud i was starting to damage the area a bit and um so i decided to, to head back out to where i started just got on the idle and um it wasn't long and we we you know it was lo- low tide the grass was standing straight up just about slack and um you know, like i said i got on that little bit deeper edge and we started throwing a swim jig around and um you know i think i caught a four pounder and then you know nate Nate caught another four pounder and you know, we just kept kept upgrading, getting rid of them, getting rid of the threes for the fours. And um I think by by nine thirty it was it was all she wrote. What do you mean wow. by damage? What do you mean by damage the area? Just I was just blowing mud all over it. You know, it was running out of water and my troll motor was was kicking it up and you know so what's the, the you 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 don't want to damage it because you want to come back to it again when the I, I just felt, I, and... felt, I felt like you know um maybe it was a little too low for the area the, i feel like the fish that were in there weren't there for any reason other than the feed so they were moving out with the tide 
Yep. Very good. So swim. So we're swim jigging. Um, what's your, what's your swim jig of choice? What's your favorite trailer? I, 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 I have a Guggen. handful. Of, I have a handful of Guggen choices now. <laughs> we we um you know I've been using a it's called Secret Lures and it's nothing fancy. It it's a, a Secret Lures is what I've been using for a while and I use a Bruiser Baits um trailer. It's a twin tail grub, but it's not. It doesn't bulk out. It's kind of streamed. It almost looks like um like a seven inch uh, power worm tails almost. Mm-hmm. Where you know it, it doesn't slow the bait down doesn't keep it up in the water column it's it's you, you'd have to say it it's, it's just a little longer it doesn't it's not bulked out to to uh keep it up in the water column you know it allows so, me to get down i want to get down and so you're i'm assuming half ounce and are you are you burning I, I, it or I, I was throwing half ounce now now, now the last couple of years i found a jig called the something something jigs and that's a tommy monsoor jig and um old, old, old veteran makes them somewhere out in Oklahoma or something, yeah. and uh, he's one of the a, greatest swim jig fishermen of all time. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I did I try to do a little bit of homework from what he's doing, and I know he makes his own. Well, he's got he's got a guy making them for him called something 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 jigs, and he's got a really nice jig that you know hand tied. It's it's you know skirt's never going to fall off. Nice looking hook, thin enough. I don't like a real thick hook. And uh, yeah, the something something jig was uh, was the deal. And who knows what the hell Nate was throwing? Something Zach gave him. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah. That kid gets bit, I... man. He he was throwing green pumpkin. I was throwing a, a perch color. And, uh, I, I I must have put on fifteen different swim jigs throughout the day. You know, cl- clouds come out. I, I get a little white in there, and you know, uh, sun pops out. I want to get a little green pumpkin, a little black. I mean, I was. I was three eighths. I was half ounce. I was I was bouncing around with what I was doing, trying to get comfortable. I think a I think a protest is in order here, uh, guys. I don't think uh, you know. We all thought you won on a spinner bait. I don't think you should be allowed to win on a swim <laughs> yep. jig. I love a spinner bait, but it, it hasn't been doing it for me yet this year. It's coming though. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, it's that's awesome. So man, nine o'clock in the morning. So. Wait a minute. When was low tide? How did how did the tides play in? Was incoming a factor, or was it all out? I mean, I, I mean, like like I said, I didn't have a lot of practice, so it wasn't like, all right, this is done. Let's go over here, you know. And I, I, I you know, I didn't, I, I didn't run tides. I didn't try. Like, I kind of just hung out, and uh, you know, I kept trying trying to creep back up and get some more of them frog bites when the tide was coming in. It just I, I had a hard time on income. Now the following day, that Sunday, I caught all my fish on incoming tide in another area. But you know, so frogging and low, swim jigging. Low tide was probably nine o'clock or so. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Something like that. And um, yeah, I, I mean, um, look, the, the, the area that I've been catching most of my fish on is better at low tide because it's deep. Yeah, you know, it's right. like five six feet it. At a normal tide, at, a, at a, you know, at a high tide. Right, right. Well, that's good stuff. I know we stepped on the questions, Jocelyn. Did did we have any other IMs? Um, we did have one more from William Shelby. He said, "Keith, what was the main difference this time that got you the win from years past?" <sighs> I, I, you know what? It's a great question. I don't know that I have the answer to that, other than um, you know, I think I have the answer for you, Keith. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> You you just showed up and you fished the conditions. No That's yeah, what I think it was. Exactly what we did. There yep. was no plan. It was just get out there, 
drop mm. down and uh, start sniffing around. Love it. Well, it's the best way to do it, dude. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. And, and, and I'm telling you, like I said, um, you know, I've been showing up with less practice and less work. You know, I have the history. I have the, I have all the dots, but they're they're meaningless. You know, you, you just got to get out there and sniff look. around. You know, I mean, I've I've won three of my biggest tournaments here in the last two years without practice, well, just showing up and jumping in. And I don't know is. if that's good or bad. I it does. I don't like it, but for whatever reason, it's uh it's been working. Well, keep keep going with that program. Um, what'd you do with the boat? What are you, are you guys gonna like sell it and buy cases of bush light, or yeah. what are you guys gonna do? <laughs> I, I, I actually have a you know I had three people like pretty much right away start talking about start start talking about the boat with me, and then um, and one of them's a good friend of mine. As soon as he mentioned it, I was like, Doug, it's yours, you know, it's yours. Let's you know tell me what you want to give me for it, and we'll work it out. And that's what we did. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, boats boats gone to a good home, so I'll be able to see my trophy for the for the next couple of years, which is cool. Right. Yeah, keep keeping it here, keeping it local, and uh, <laughs> that makes it fun. That does make it fun. I we'll we'll, uh, we'll look for that boat, uh, maybe down on the flats or out on the Delaware. So, is it somebody from right around here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy 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 from my club, Barrington Rod and Reel. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He, he's all he's excited. You know, he. He's been farting around, kicking it around for too long. So this was a reason for him to upgrade. And like I said, I get to still see the boat. You know what That's I mean? That's cool. I like it. And, yeah. You know, I haven't even uncovered it. I covered it. I haven't. I don't even want to get attached to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I see yep. the centaur saying, well, what about your backup boat? You need a backup boat. I might have a hard enough time getting my, my uh, first boat in the water, you know? <laughs> Mike has no kids. That's why he's got a backup boat. Mike's Mike's married to fish, and we know that. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's too many uh, oil changes, too many tires to repair, trolling motor and sonar yeah. units to install. Yeah. Too much. Like I said, I, the worst thing to do is have that boat sit there. So, yeah, I I, I didn't want to do that. It'll it'll, it'll it, it has a nice home, and you know it, it'll yeah. it'll get used. Good. So, uh, so what's the future uh, for you? Are you gonna, you're taking on the opens? You're just going to dominate down the flats forever? Uh, what, what are your plans? What do you want to do? You know what, Pete? I, I have no idea what I want to do. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I try to, you know, of course, we all wanted to do what Greg's doing here for for our, our whole childhood. And, uh, you know, it was always a dream to go do it, you know, and uh, – it just, it just never, it just never happened, which I'm fine with. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, you know, I'm set with the job and the kids and the, the homestead and all that stuff. So, uh, I think I'm perfectly fine just being the local guy who can catch a couple fish every now and then. And well, you, you certainly do that. We gotta, we gotta work on your pre-spawn and your fall skills. I, that's I, right. I, that's right. That's it, right? You, you that's get right. that dialed, you're going to be unstoppable. Yeah. But then I got to share stuff with people and see them and talk to them and, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, that's the truth because that time of year you got to get close to catch yeah. them yeah no nah, i trust me it's um it's a love-hate relationship i mean you know I've, I've died on that flat plenty of times and uh when she's good to me she's good to me uh well that's that's i'm i'm impressed and congratulations to you and your brother did you have a good father's day that's cool yeah absolutely we went and got a couple 
you know, about, about a bushel of work, about a bushel's worth of crabs and went over to mom and dad's and, you know, got a little sunburn, drank a couple cold ones and, uh, relaxed. Man, that, How about you? Sounds like a great day. Did your kids get you a, a, a pack of Guggen baits for yeah, uh, Father's yeah. Day? Yeah, for, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. The Guggen hey, baits. Well, I, it's pretty awesome that your dad took you carp fishing when you were just little, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. Absolutely. I remember seeing a bass on a bed and grabbing them and saying, come here, get down here. What is this? You know, like, what, what is that fish right at the spillway of Hopkins Pond? Mm. And uh, we went in the box and there was a little daredevil in there and, you know, red, red and white spoon, threw it on. Mm. He says, cast and reel by him. And I mean, when that fish went and ate that bait, I was hooked. That was it. How old, awesome. how old were you when that happened? <clears throat> you know what? I Seven? Six? Yes. Mm. Young. Hooked. Young for sure. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, how, how are your kids? Do your kids fish? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get the girls out now. You know, they're they're part-timers, but I, I make sure that they get to hold a couple of couple fish for some pictures each year. They're, nice. they're more, uh, they're more, uh, want to, want to get their tan on, you know, and they, they, they lose interest much faster than they used to, but I'll take it. That's all right. You, you got the go fast boat, the, the, the sandbar boat. You guys still rocking that boat down there? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. We, we, I, I'm finally a boater. I was pretty ashamed to do that, but when we went, <laughs> we went and bought the bay liner, I had to do something because, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, it was either that or put a bimini top on the bass cat. Uh, no, no, good choice, good choice for sure. Uh, I like it. That's all right. My my son, we uh, we spend a lot of our day just driving around, jumping the boat wakes. That's that's yeah. Uh, that, oh, well, that, some sometimes this time of year, I say let's let's just take a ride and turn the air conditioning on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> when them bugs start sticking to your sweat and sunblock, it's time to take a ride. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, man, well, congratulations. Thanks for taking time and uh, hanging out Thanks, with us, man. It's always a treat. Uh, it's good to know you, and uh, just just proud of you for uh, for for dominating that tournament and winning a, such a big deal, man. It was it's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, that was cool, man. I got a lot, lot of lot of people reach out, all, uh, a lot, a lot of kind words, a lot of, lot of, hey, man, you deserve it. So, I mean, that's pretty cool to hear it from your from your buddies. Yeah, you're one of those kind of guys. You can't help but root for you, you know. So I try to do the right things, Petey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you are. You are. Keep it up, and uh, and and I look forward to seeing you out on the flats one day, probably in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's coming up, but I got to get down there. I'd love to get a practice day in. A full practice day would be pretty fantastic. No, you can't practice. You know what? I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. You're right. Yeah. Hey man, we'll we'll keep it up. Uh, send congrats to your brother for us, and uh, and we'll we'll catch up with you real soon, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, have on. a great Appreciate day, Keith. Champ. Now, I want to hear from you, Greg. How did you think the tournament went? Yeah, the you, high tournament. Yeah, it went good. Good. We had we had fifteen pounds. It, it's kind of crazy. The day before, like he kind of said, the weather changed, but like there was this one clump out there. The day before, I caught a six-one off of it. Mm-hmm. And I line up on that clump in the tournament. It was like my first cast on it. I hooked the same fish again. I get it up oh. and I'm fighting and it comes off. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, oh man. No, same you giant. Won. <laughs> nah, we went to one, but yeah. It gave us probably 18. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. good. That's a good tournament. You got to fish with Mike Acord. Shout yeah. out to Susquehanna Fish and Tackle. 
Always a good time, Mikey. Yeah. It was a good event. It was yeah. it's always great. Yeah. Yeah. I I the weights were low and then all of a sudden they started coming in. Do you think it was a flight? The tide made a thing? difference. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we would have registered yeah. later. That's how you guys do it. Not sure. No, tight. we do actually randomize. It's random. It's randomized. Okay. Yep. So they they Kate downloads the Excel sheet, sends it over to Dave. They do it random okay. and put them in the flights. All right. Yeah. So no, don't have to worry about signing up early or late. All right. Totally noted. Well, we'll be there next year. Guys, get in that tournament. So much fun. It's uh you gotta do it. It's three hundred dollar entry fee and yep. you're fishing for thirty grand. It's pretty awesome. And all that money goes directly to the Ike Foundation. So it is a donation. So cool. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And uh Guys, watching over on social, last chance to like and share the feed. We're going to be giving away a, a, pri a Waterwood, Waterwood crankbait prize for that. And then we have a Cortland uh, VMC uh, Rapala <laughs> uh, prize going out to uh, for the first prize, which is, is pretty awesome. Uh, they also have, this is silent flip from Cortland line. You guys are flipping in the grass. This line was designed for that. It's quiet. It's quieter when it's coming out of your eyes, but in particular, when it's hitting that cover, uh, it's just quieter and it's going to be allow you to be more stealthy. You want to check it out. It's a it's a 16 strand. Gonna you want to check out the silent flip from Cortland. Um, by the way, um, and I, we're going to ask a question here real quick. Can you did, can you pull up that picture? Yeah. Nine pound. Did you guys see this? I know it's going around the Internet. Oh my gosh, a nine pound smallmouth was caught as part of a 32 pound stringer on Cayuga Lake, which is right right by where Cortland Line Look at that. Uh, is. Wow. Uh, just absolutely amazing fish. This was done after the MLF was there, uh, breaking records with our Adrian Avina winning that with uh, just a monster, like 104 pounds of smallmouth he caught. You can't even Look tell which one is the nine pounder and the stringer. They got Isn't that bag. something? That's insane. And you look at that nine pounder, like I think it's the one in his right hand, but its belly is Huge. somewhat concave, like it's a female that dropped her eggs. Dude, that thing is like that wild. Yeah. That thing is huge. You know what I didn't know? And we talked about it with Adrian, but those big smallmouth are males, the males. ones that are really, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know yeah. that either. The when, females apparently drop, they drop and go at night. And it's it's all males. All males. That when we catching. had Chad Pipkins and Garrett Paquette on the show several years ago, they said that same thing that all those big ones you catch on bed for smallmouth males. You know, I remember that now you say that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they're so big. They are. They are just so the gobies. They're just That's they're just like vacuum cleaners. Just the smallmouth just going around sucking up those gobies. Pure protein. And I wonder how old that fish is. Getting big. You know, I'm. I always guess on the fish of that size that that they're you know somewhere around fifteen to twenty years, twenty twenty one years. Like I, we heard was the oldest bass on record. That I don't know. Some of the biologists I was talking to, I don't know if that's a actual break. fact, but twenty one years is as old as they get. You mm. know, so I'm thinking that those smallmouth are probably in the fifteen year range. That's an old fish. It is. Mm. You know, you know, when because they get wrinkles too. Like I've seen them, <laughs> like they, really? they get like <laughs> they get wrinkles on their face it's when hard, they start driving when they funny. get that big. <laughs> Come up, they're all yeah. grumpy. Yeah. yeah, what do you want? <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> Bunch of peach rolling around out there. <laughs> That's all right. I'd like to stack my live well full of them. Pete Pumas stack the full of Pete. What uh, you got a question? What's I do. Our, what's our true our question for I today? Do. All right. 
guys, pay attention. This com this this trivia question is pretty complex. Okay, so uh, if you were paying attention to the show, John Garrett qualified to fish a Bassmaster Classic through his college angling career. What we need to know is what lake did col- did did John Garrett fish his classic at, and who won the Bassmaster Classic that John Garrett competed in? What lake did John Garrett fish his first Bassmaster Classic on, and who won wow. that event? Goodness gracious! That's a good question, Chris. That is a good one. Do you have any? Need both answers in the same same message. Not 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 half and half. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you you got some tournaments coming up. You're going to yeah. I got lacrosse coming up for a kayak. That's yeah. uh, July eighth and 9th, which should be a really good one. As long mm-hmm. as it doesn't flood or do something stupid there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's back to the elites, Lake Saint Clair. Excellent. Can't wait. Saint Clair. It's the northern swing, and this is the first year we got three northerns. We yeah. got Saint Clair, Champlain, Thousand Islands. Whew. Yeah. Fun. 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 Man. Always oh, window man. blow. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. It uh, is just talking with some Bash University subscribers. Uh, shout out to the Parkers. They're up on uh, uh, Lake Champlain right now, prepping for the Toyota tournament that's going to be going on there this week. Oh, really? That's Toyota. Yeah. Man, that'll be a slugfest. Yeah. Right. What's going on over there, Riz? Guys getting close? Yeah. Now we got it. We'll say, yeah. you get that one. Sean Lay. Google. Sean Lay got Back it correct. To back. And what? You want last year? That was Jordan Lee. Title. That was Jordan Lee won the tournament. And it was on Lake Conroe. St. Crest fired in first with 2017 and Jordan Lee. But I didn't ask for the year. I asked for the lake and who won. And Sean Lay fired in with Jordan Lee, Lake Conroe. Congratulations, Sean Lay. Two two in a row. Dan Allen. Dan Allen better pick up his game. Uh, I know. Dan Allen's angry. He's he's on the message board right now. A little bit frustrated <laughs> got a back-to-backer with sean Blake. wow wow well thanks for watching all you guys and uh thanks for being part of bash university get yourself subscribed rich what's happening this week at bash university man we got some awesome stuff going on this week at bash university uh our seminar release for this week is none other than our good buddy lee livesey uh and that is a classroom seminar talking about top middle bottom all three columns of the water how to fish each one of those effectively through the seasons um and no better no better guy to learn it from than than lee livesey i mean he's catching them from florida to texas all the way up into new york when when the elites go on the northern swing so uh thursday's release is top middle bottom with uh lee livesey and tomorrow's release uh for our on water seminar is mark rose soft plastic versatility now this is a really important one guys because ultimately having tools in your boat that can serve many different purposes is going to help you be a more efficient angler and what mark rose did in this seminar was break down a few of his most versatile soft plastic baits how he can use them in multiple different uh multiple different ways to catch fish and it's it's all the same bait you can use them from from swim jigs to flipping baits to carolina rig baits a lot of versatility out there in soft plastic baits and Mark Rose broke down how to be effective uh, with all those first techniques. first time teacher at Bash University yeah, yep, as well. First, wow. first time teacher Mark Rose, but a very, very well accomplished angler. And we're, very much so. we're happy to be presenting him uh, out in the Bash University lineup. Excellent. Excellent. So go get yourself subscribed. It's the frog days of summer. We're hooking you guys up with a Bash University hat and two Spro frogs. 
Yes. No Guggen squad baits yet. Maybe <laughs> next time. But uh, I want to get I want to get that bait. I got to get it now. It's like a, a mega rattling. Oh, no, it wasn't a Guggen bait. He said it was a a boy ducket bait. That's right. As a, and his sh- brother had the Guggen. Yeah, that's right. Well, no. Like no, his brother had Guggen, but he was throwing that boy ducket bait, mm. too. And shout out to Justin Huron, who you heard in the background. <laughs> we haven't given you a shout out, Justin. I'm just hanging out on the couch back here, listening to all this great information. <laughs> uh, right. all, well, before we go, we do have our like and share winner. Our like and share winner today is Chaz Carrington. Thanks for watching, Chaz. Thanks for liking and sharing the feed. Want to want to wish GDP uh, the best of luck. Thank ha- you. Happy Father's Day. Thank again. you. You as well. You Thank as well. you. Good luck Thank to you. Good luck to Riz. Jocelyn. Justin. <laughs> uh, Future dads. Yes. <laughs> and um and we also what's our kayak release this week? Or is a good question. I you know, we've been we've been launched into the Bash University kayak. I know a lot of our subscribers have been asking and asking for it and we have a lot of great new uh subscribers probably watching today that are uh that are in the kayak community yep, and yep. we have a we have a friday uh kayak release from yeah we do this uh this week we're releasing drew gregory uh spinnerbait versus chatterbait uh mm. when to choose the spinnerbait when to choose the chatterbait boy that's now, a Pete, tough decision. your answer would be when they're biting <laughs> a spinnerbait you throw a spinnerbait when they're biting a chatterbait you throw a chatterbait yeah, it's simple but <laughs> drew, <laughs> drew broke down um the the reasons why you might want to choose one over the other and the things to look for to make you choose that and uh he's got a unique approach to how he fishes that out of out of a kayak um you simply just cannot do the same things out of a kayak that you can a bass boat so you got to make little modifications well at least uh, drew does and uh he does and they work well for them and uh he's proven he can put some fish in the boat uh making those modifications so check that out drew gregory spinnerbait versus chatterbait I also want to give a shout out to Yak Attack. Um, they have American made high quality kayak fishing accessories. If you sign up today, you might get a little something from Yak Attack. So Yak Attack. go ahead to Bash U. That's right. Go to bashu.tv backslash kayak. If you're a kayak guy, you want to sign up through there. And thank you, uh, Yak Attack. It's awesome uh, to be partnered with such a great company that's uh, that's living in the kayak space right now. And then, and, and uh, with shh. Sh- there might be some products that are coming out for uh, for standard boats coming from uh, from the Akatex. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I heard something. Maybe. maybe I didn't. And if you want more of Pete, check out the Serious Angler podcast tonight that you're doing. That's yeah. right. Kayak stuff. Can't get enough of the Dean, so everyone tune into that one. Yeah, I love. I love. That's the... debatable. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Hype it up. Uh, we're we're gonna be talking more bass fishing tonight. Check it out. It's the Serious Angler. Uh, well, we're going to be filming it tonight, and uh, they'll be releasing it very, very soon, and you can look for that wherever you get your podcast. By the way, download the Bash U app. Go check out the Bash University live on wherever you download your podcast. We're available there, too. I know a lot of you guys are listening to this, and it's awesome. We have a big family of listeners over there in the podcast world. Absolutely, and uh, just want to uh, give a congratulations out to Nick Hatfield. Uh, we've had Nick on the show before. He just won the Tackle Warehouse Invitational uh, on the MLF side of things down on the Potomac. First major tour win, $100,000 in his pocket, friend of the show. 115 so, or 25 or something. He got he got that that Phoenix bonus. Big payout. Which jumped him over 100 grand. Big payout. So congratulations Nick. Well done. Uh we're we're going to we're we're going to hopefully be talking to Nick here real soon. So, um well done and uh yeah, keep it up.
Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, Brian Schmidt also had a really strong, strong top top finish down there. Uh, great to see the Potomac fishing so well after a couple of years. Guys, we're, we're, we're going to see you next week right here on Bass University uh, live Tuesday, 11 o'clock. You can obviously get it in the rebroadcast. GDP, I don't know when we'll have you back again and get, get off your babysitting duties. But, uh, or you're, bring, bring to you. Yo, I can easily bring better. it. That's not Let's a problem. Let's do it. <laughs> noises in the background. Even but. better. You're, you're welcome every time. <laughs> but we're glad to have you here right now. Guys, we will see you next week on Bass University. Portland Line Master Braid, America's premium super braided fishing line. Manufactured in our Cortland, New York facility and constructed from the highest quality spectrofibers available. Cortland Line Company, made in America since 1915. I have to have the best eyewear. My eyes are essential to doing my job. It's the highest quality lens that I've ever used. Top of the line performance in these glasses. But they're priced for absolutely everyone. The everyday angler can afford them. As a touring professional pro, if I can depend on them, I know the weekend angler can as well. Hobie eyewear, built for the pros. Price for everyone.